Thank you. There's two simple words that mean so much. This month, our theme continues on embracing thankfulness. You know, embracing thankfulness means not just grudgingly giving thanks. I'm sure we've all been there, particularly when we were children and our parents told us to say thank you. Maybe you've not been there, but I know I was there at times where I said thank you, but inside wasn't thank you. I was saying the words because I was told to. I was grudgingly giving thanks. But our theme for the month is embracing thanksgiving. Embracing means accepting willingly and enthusiastically. It's not saying thank you through gritted teeth. It is saying thank you from the heart. Give thanks with a grateful heart. It's great to hear the cornucopias this month from different people with the things that they are thankful for. I've been blessed. I encourage you to continue to make your own up and we'll show some others through the month. But today, we're going to continue from the scripture looking at embracing thankfulness and I'm going to read in a few moments from First Chronicles chapter 20, sorry, Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm starting at verse 21, i.e. 2 Chronicles then 2021, because we're nearly in 2021. No, just kidding. That's just a coincidence. But the background to the story here before I read the scripture is there's a bunch of groups, tribes, nations, whatever. They've got to de- together and declared war on Jehoshaphat and God's people. The Moabites, the Ammonites, the Menuhites, had got together to wage war God's people. I don't know about you, but certainly at times I feel as if it's not just one battle, but everybody's ganging up against me. Or there's battles on every side, right, left and centre. It just feels that every four, everything in your life has just got together and decide to battle against you. That's where Jehoshaphat is at. And the Bible says that he was terrified when he heard that all these were ganging up against them. He was terrified and he decided to pray. I mean, we need to pray always, but it's amazing how when things get really tough, we tend to pray the most. But Jehoshaphat is terrified that gangs coming against him, battles, tribes, and he called God's people time of praying and in fasting and they're praying. And it's previous to what we're reading in the same chapter. We hear the famous verse where he comes and he says, Oh God, Won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. The old verse says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Have you ever been there when you don't know what to do, but your eyes are on God? And when that scenario, a guy called Jehaziel, gets up and received what he believes a word from God and the summary was this 
Don't fear. The battle is not yours, but the Lord's. You won't need to fight. Just take your positions and stand and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. I stand still and see the salvation of God. And before I go on to my theme of thanksgiving or thankfulness, I just want to pick up on that because I know there are some people here today and you feel as if everything's against you, even the kitchen sink has been thrown at you and you don't know what to do. Today, let me encourage you, in those times, and if you're there today, all you need to do is to stand still, is to stand, is to keep standing. You might think, oh, I'm not moving forward in any way. Let me tell you, victory at times is just standing still and behold, and just standing against everything that's happened. And times you will move forward, but times victory is just standing still. And if you're there today and you've got so much going on and you feel as if you can't progress, I want to encourage you this morning. Just stand your ground. Stand still. Read Ephesians chapter 6, which talks about putting on the armor of God. Take up the whole armor of God that you may withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Put on the armor of God and just stand. You withstand and you stand firm. And the day's coming, you're going to progress into your next stage. But today, if you're there, and I know there are some people there, all you need to do is stand and see what God is about to do in your life. Amen? I trust that helps one or two. But the background is, the armies are coming against them, they've prayed, they've asked God what to do, and he's told them just to stand still. So then we read this. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground. As far as they could see, not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it all. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord that it is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard 
that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. What an incredible story. Wonderful story here. But let me just say three things in relation to Thanksgiving. First of all, we look at the story. Enemies coming. Let's pray. Stand still. God's going to work it out. So they set up. And Jehoshaphat put people in their positions. See, the first thing, you need to stand in your position. When everything gets thrown about you, thrown at you, you stand. Stand in your place and in your position. Keep standing on what is right and what is good and be where you should be and stand. They stood in their position. Then after consulting the people, he appointed singers to go to the head of the army, so to speak. This was the very first X Factor, the voice, Judah's Got Talent, karaoke competition, whatever you want to call it. Basically, Jehoshaphat consulted the people and said, who's the best singers? Who's the best praise team? Uh, and then they get, the reward for being a good singer was that they got in the, the firing line at the front of the battle. No, everybody wants to be in the platform, but nobody wants to be in the firing line. Thank God he's protected me from being a good singer so that I cannot go into the firing line in any battles. I'm sure that's my reason that God was so good and gracious in, in my life. That's why he made me not a good singer. But they put them there at the front. However, this is what they sang. Remember, they're going into a battle. God has spoken, but they sang, Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. We read that a lot in the Old Testament. It's a favorite line in some of the songs and some of the Psalms. But look at it. They didn't just stand in their place and stand in position. They spoke the promise. This is what struck me here. As they were facing a foe more powerful, more numerous than them, they went into battle singing, give thanks to the Lord. They went into battle giving thanks to God. Their attitude in a battle was thanksgiving. And you could say, yeah, well, they already had the promise of victory. God had said it was going to be okay. It's easy to give thanks in. But let me say, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. But listen, the lesson from that is this. They chose to give thanks, not based on the victory that they had received, but on the promise of victory that God had given them. It wasn't giving thanks, not because God had done something for them, but they were giving thanks because of what God said he was going to do for them. They were not giving thanks because they'd won a battle. They were giving thanks because God had given them the promise of victory and success in the battle before the battle took place. Is we're not waiting till everything turns out right. We're not waiting till everything works out the way we think God has said. God has given us a promise and we're going to give thanks for the promise ahead that God has given us. They were giving thanks ahead of the battle. They were acting in faith and thanking God for his word because they know that God was faithful. And maybe, just maybe today, you have got promises from God, but the victory is not there yet. The promise has not been realized yet. Today is your day to start giving thanks forward, so to speak. Not thanking God for what he has done, but thanking God for what he is going 
to do. Maybe you're still sick and you're looking for a healing. But his Bible, the Bible says that by his stripes, I am healed. And we can say, Lord, I'm sick and I'm ill and I'm still not well yet. But I'm giving you thanks that your word in 1 Peter 2 says that by his stripes, I am healed. Maybe you're struggling financially and you've been asking God, but maybe you need to keep giving thanks. He says, God, I'm struggling to make ends meet. I'm struggling with my finances and my bills. But you know what? Your word says that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. And even though the promise is not manifest in my life, I'm going to give you thanks that the promise is still there. It's still alive within me. And you promised that you would do it. Maybe your children are not walking with God making claim in Exodus that the lamb was slain for the household. Maybe you've got grandchildren who are not where you want them to be, but you can claim what Psalm 103 says, that his righteousness is to children's children. And that's just some examples. These people decided, you know what? We're going to praise God before the answer. Do you know why? Because we're praising him for the promise. We're giving thanks for the promise because we're giving thanks not on what he has done, but because of what he is going to do, but all good reasons to give thanks for what he has done. But you know, sometimes it just takes a bit of faith to start giving him thanks for what he's going to do. It's putting your faith in the promise, even in the midst of the battle. You know, when Paul and Silas were in bonds in prison and stuck up in a, in a dungeon, they didn't wait till God released them. It says at midnight, at the midnight hour, they praised, they gave thanks and they prayed. They gave thanks and praise to God in the midnight hour, stuck in prison chains. You know what happened? The chains were broken, the foundations were removed, and God released them. You know why? Because he decided, I'm going to give thanks for the promises of God in my life. I love the song from Hillsong a few years ago now called The Desert Song. But listen to some of the words in it. This is my prayer in my battle when triumph is still on its way. I am a conqueror, co-heir with Christ. So firm on his promise, I'll stand. I will bring praise. I will bring praise. No weapon formed against me shall prevail. I love that line, while triumph is still on its way. Yes, the victory is not there in my life yet. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to give praise. I'm going to give honor while triumph is still on its way. Because I'm believing in the midst of the battle, triumph is still on its way. And I'm choosing not to focus on what's going round about me. I'm choosing not to focus on what my eyes see and my circumstances see. I'm focusing on the word of God and the promise of God. And I'm giving thanks for the promise that triumph is still on its way. Hallelujah. Have you ever been there? There just now. And then... Something incredible happened in this story. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. What an incredible verse that is. God had promised, listen, summarize it. The situation, they've got a whole bunch of folk against them, more against them than they are physically. All they had was a promise. There was an army which looked frightening ahead of them. All they had was a promise. But they embraced Thanksgiving. They embraced the promise that was a previous one, and I trust you're still embracing the promises. 
but they embrace thankfulness, they embrace thanksgiving in the midst of the battle, in the midst of what they saw was a tremendous foe. All they saw was a battle, but what they knew was a promise which was greater than what they saw. The promise they saw they had was greater than what they saw, and they embraced thanksgiving. And when they started to give thanks, God began to move in a dramatic way and fulfill his promise. Maybe God is waiting for you to start giving thanks to him. Maybe God is waiting for you to give him thanks. I'm not saying the moment you start giving thanks, 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 everything's going to change immediately. I'm not saying that. It might change immediately. But I want to say to you that when you start giving thanks, something changes. Something changes. When you start having an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, I'll tell you, something changes. Something changes not only in the atmosphere, but something changes within you. Something changes in the spiritual realm when you begin to give thanks in a way you've never done before. But in more than that, something will change within you and you will become a different person. Because when they spoke the promise and sang the promise and gave thanks for the promise with thanksgiving, they then saw the power of God moving. They adopted an attitude of thankfulness their enemies started fighting amongst themselves and not a single one of the enemy escaped. Incredible. And what is more than that, it's not just what happened to their enemies, something happened to them and for them also. Read it. The enemies were defeated. None escaped. But they got more than just winning a battle. No, hundreds of years ago, black, back in the black and white TV days almost, we used to sing a song in church. And one of the lines was, To the thankful heart, a double portion comes. Now it's amazing what happens to thankful people. And here, we read it, not only did the enemy be defeated? It says that King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it. Why? because they embraced thankfulness. When they began to give thanks, not only was the enemy defeated, routed, hammered, they ended up more than just winning a battle, but they gained so much more. They gained all the plunder that came. They got a double portion, a triple portion, a quadruple portion. Just imagine it, it took them three days to gather all that they gained because they embraced the promise, started giving thanks for the promise, believed God for the promise, and they received more than they can even possibly ask for. When they faced that enemy, all they wanted was God to beat the enemy and deliver them. God done that, but he done more than that. He added and gave them more than they asked. I heard somebody quote something recently. Uh, it was a gospel Christian artist talking about one of the songs that he had written along the lines of thanksgiving and gratitude. 
And he said this line, being grateful increases your capacity to receive more. Get that? Being grateful increases your capacity to receive more. Israel, Judah, embrace thanksgiving and increase their capacity to receive not just a victory, but all the plunder that came from their victory. Remember the lepers that came? Ten of them came to Jesus. They went away. One came back and Jesus says, why is only one giving thanks? He says, you're not only healed, you're made whole. Some people say, you're saved, you're made whole. You, he got an added blessing and bonus. Why? Because he returned to give thanks. When you're a thankful person, you'll receive more. Gratitude to God. This group of people who adopted a thankful heart, the next day gathered in the valley of blessing. I love that phrase. We love to sing about the mountaintops and how it's great and the mountaintops and oh, we'll give praise and thanks in the mountaintops. But they went into a valley of blessing. Their thankfulness meant even in the valley, they received blessing. They got blessing in the valley. Yes, we talk about all the blessing of the mountaintop, but I want to tell you, you can adopt an attitude of thanksgiving and it will turn your valleys into valleys of blessing. Your valleys of grief, your valleys of despair, your valleys of whatever else you want to put it. If you want to turn that valley, you adopt an attitude of thanksgiving and you can turn your valley of grief and despair and hopelessness into a valley of blessing because you adopt a thanksgiving heart towards God. Come on, let's be thankful people. Let's, maybe you're in a valley type experience today. Let me encourage you. You can turn your valley of despondency, despondency into a valley of blessing and thanksgiving and provision if you just start to give thanks to God and praise God for all that he has given. You know, all you might have is a promise. You might not have seen all that you want just now. But start giving thanks for the promise. Give thanks to God for the promise. Maybe you think you're just in a valley type experience today. But the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. And when you embrace thankfulness, he can turn your valley into a valley of overflowing blessing and provision. The band are going to come up and lead us in a song. But I'm going to pray with you. Today, things are not the way you want. There's battles raging in your life, but you've got a promise from God. Embrace the promise and let that lead to embracing thankfulness for the promise. This group, all they started giving thanks for was not the victory, but the promise of the victory. And because they adopted that attitude of thanksgiving, God gave more than they could ever imagine. Now, we don't do it to get. We just get it because we appreciate the faithfulness and the blessing of God in our life. We appreciate the promises that God has given us. For every one of us here, for every situation that's here, God has got a promise for you. 
You've got promises that are unfulfilled yet. Today, resurrect thankfulness for those promises. And as you embrace it and move on in your promises and your thankfulness, God will fulfill his promises and go beyond because to the thankful heart, a double portion comes. Father, for everyone who's in a battle, for everyone who's struggling, for everyone who's not received the fulfillment of the promises of God in our life today, Father, I pray that something within us will rise and we will begin to give you thanks, not for what you've done, we can give you that forever, but because of the promises of what you're going to do. We embrace the promise and we embrace thankfulness for your promises today and we're going to be a people until those promises are fulfilled. We're going to give you thanks and praise and honour in Jesus' name. Amen.